You are listening to the official Reg Voice podcast brought to you by Dr. Mona Al Moosley, Managing Director and Co-Founder at PRA Consultancy. Stay tuned for authentic conversations, which will be addressed by healthcare experts from industry and regulatory authorities, emphasizing on recent industry topics, issues, and challenges. Reg Voice, explore, inspire, learn. Everyone, as I always say, the regulatory affairs department is the heart of the organization. And if it is well, then all the other departments will do well as well. My name is Mona Al-Musli. I am the co-founder and managing director of PRA Consultancy. And this is our second episode of Reg Voice. Within the next 30 minutes, we will be talking about the regulation of medical devices in Bahrain and all the regulation and timelines required to know about that as well. Now, I would like to introduce our expert guest, Engineer Nada Sayekh. Hello, Engineer Nada, how are you doing? Assalamu alaikum. So Engineer Nada Sayegh is a Bachelor Science Holder of Biomedical Engineer from Ajman University in UAE. And she is also a holder of Master of Science in Healthcare Quality Safety Management in Healthcare at RCSI. For the last 11 years of experience in medical devices fields where she started from a service engineer moving to a head of clinical engineering department in the government hospitals. Currently, she is working as a consultant advisor engineer safety in the National Healthcare Regulatory Authority since 2015, representing Bahrain medical device regulation nationally and internationally. She is also a certified auditor of ISO 13485, a member of the committees of GSO, GCC Central Registration, GCC Classification, voting member in ISO TC 121-2110-106-150-170-194-198. Allah, Engineer Nada, welcome on board today with us. Thank you. So as we all know that uh, Bahrain is medical device regulation is shifted from non-regulated market to a regulated market. So our first question for you today, Engineer Nada, uh, we would like to know more about the registration enforcement days and when the wave will start. Is there a phases for that and how we will start? Okay, well, regulation for medical devices started in 2015 in the Kingdom of Bahrain. But still now, the registration is not yet mandatory um, due to the lack of legislation that enforce the registration. So we are planning to have this uh, legislation, hopefully it reached to the final stage by next year, maximum, inshallah. And for sure, there will be a grace period. We always take a systematic approach, given um, like putting in mind that some of the regulation might affect the availability of medical devices in the Kingdom of Bahrain. So we always take it step by step. For sure, you will be aware, like normally for major processes, it takes like six months for um, like implementation. 
and enforcement. So uh, going back to if we would like to register the medical devices, can you let us know who will be representing in the uh, as a legal represented or they will be eligible to be a legal represented in Bahrain? Is it like a pharmacy, medical store? Anyone from outside companies can come and register? No, we have um, the terminology of authorized representative registration which yeah. is the um, legal distributor or legal agent. There are different terminologies, so we try, we try to unify it with the terminology of authorized representative. Come First, on. this entity as an authorized representative needs to be registered with NHRA with um, a commercial registration uh, that allows them to import, market, and export medical devices. And then they can register the products uh, providing a legal document from the legal manufacturer to be actually the authorized representative in the Kingdom of Bahrain. Okay, and for the time being, doctor uh, or engineer, and for the time being, are we going to do, um, is the company compulsory have to do a listing or a classification for the product? Like, uh, for example, in UAE, we have a classification process to go through, and then they will say, yes, it goes under registration, or no, it will not. Or is there um, a listing like Oman, you have to list with the authority your product, and then you will be able to import it? Yes, we have actually all three of them, the listing, the okay. classification, but they're not mandatory. The only one which is mandatory now for importation is the classification. We need to classify the product. Is it under our uh, regulation or not? Is it actually a medical device or not? And then for listing, it's, it was requested since 2018 uh, for us to actually do uh, like a forecasting of the products that need to be registered. What is the amount of um, registration um, planned. And now um, in August 2020, it is mandatory to first list, then register the medical devices. We have already many of the items listed, but only maybe now the new um, items or new medical devices need to be first listed and then registered. So as a stage one for each medical device company who want to come to Bahrain, every, uh, every company has to do the classification process or if they have a document that is a medical device, it doesn't require? Yeah, not all of them. We have actually um, an, on our website, the classification guideline, and it explains um, even examples. What are the things that require um, classification? To have a classification. Border, like borderline products, combination products, radio, um, radioactive materials, Mm. Um, pre-filled syringes and so on. Okay, going back to the uh, registration process that will be done, inshallah, is it mandatory to register the manufacturer before registering the product or this process can go parallelly together? We don't have a registration for the manufacturer because it was it should be done within the registration of the product and like the device itself. So we've yes. actually merged, yeah, merged both Merge. of them mm -hmm. under one process. So one file will be for both of them, manufacture and product registration. Yes. Uh, great. Uh, that's an awesome, uh, because usually the manufacturer registration take a longer time than the product registration. So um, that's a good news. Uh, what about the validation of the registration certificates? Um, currently, it's only one year, mm -hmm. but we're planning to have it in order to harmonize it with other GCC countries for five years. Okay. And um, will you take a consideration the registration certificates in the different countries, like, as you said, the GCC countries? Yeah, we recognize MIDMA certificates if it's verifiable. Yeah. 
And will that affect the registration process? Do they have Absolutely, still do yes. jobs? Internally, yes. Internally, our um, review time will be shorter. Okay. Um, before the new registration guideline was published, we actually had two channels, MIDMA registered products and non-MIDMA registered products or devices. But then we, we saw that it's causing a confusion for even our staff and the applicant. So we've embedded this requirement within the registration submission. And the only difference will be our review time. Great. And what is the usual time for registration if we said uh, product and new new product in the market? Well, it takes it, it actually depends on the applicant and the um, readiness of the application. And since we don't have an electronic system, it's very challenging for us to actually limit or give a specific time frame. But our target is if um, I'm not sure if you're aware with the latest news, we have actually outsourced. Uh, the review of uh, medical device registration uh, files with an entity yes. um, for like a fast or fast track yeah yes channel um, we're planning to have with them four weeks mashallah awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. but some, some of the products they take three months others take six months it all depends on the readiness of the um, file itself and uh, there will be any variation guidelines uh, to be considered after registration? There is actually the guideline that we've issued recently and even in the form of variation. Okay. And um, uh, I have a question from people uh, from uh, different uh, places in the world saying, uh, as per um, a lot of countries, GCC countries, the hyaluronic acid is classified as a medical device. However, we would like to know more in uh, within Nahra, what will be the regulation of uh, the hyaluronic acid fillers? It will be similar to the medical device regulation. We try to simplify it as much as possible, given that we've, we're introducing a regulation concept to the market. So um, the requirements will be similar. We will put into consideration some kind of challenges um, with other um, documents. But currently, will, they're the same. Will it, it will require any stability uh, or four zone stability studies, do you think, like a medicine? Uh, no. no. Currently, we're not asking for it. OK. And after uh, registering the product, which inshallah will take four weeks time, uh, that is really a good news. Um, is there any concept for uh, having an advertisement approval or a brochure approval uh, required to go through? Currently, the advertisement is also not yet mandatory. We have issued it only recently. So the whole concept of advertisement is new. And we always, in Bahrain, we take it also um, slowly, we push the guideline, we take the feedback from public, we try to, let's say, pilot it, see how um, applicable it is, because we need also the regulation to be applicable in order to be implemented. Um, so only registered medical devices needs to be, um, like, uh, falls under the uh, advertisement uh, mm -hmm. guideline. However, we might like selectively ask for some of the uh, medical devices to be evaluated for advertisement. So as for today, we don't have any uh, regulation regarding the advertisement for medical devices, right? There is, there is a guideline, but mm -hmm. it's not yet mandatory. Yes, not, okay. And uh, what about nowadays, the uh, registration of uh, hyaluronic acid fillers? Is it under uh, a process of registration, listing? How is it? 
Okay, let me take you through the process. Please, yes, That's sure. Yeah. So because, yeah. because hyaluronic acid or even, um, let's say, any other medical device, they will go through the same process. Please. It has to be listed by the authorized representative, which is already registered with NHRA. And then it has to be registered. The requirements mm -hmm. that we're, we're asking, just to go back to the stability study and all of this, the requirements that we're, we're asking is actually um, making it easy, easier for us and for the applicant because we're asking for a reference country. If the, if the product has been um, recognized or registered by a reference country, um, GHDF countries, or we have a list also of um, reference competent authorities, then mm -hmm. it doesn't have to go to that depth of uh, review. So, uh, part okay. of reliance and recognition. Okay. Um, we have a question from uh, one of our attendees saying, uh, is the toothbrush under uh, medical devices registration? The electronic, no, tooth, actually he wrote a toothpaste by mistake, but it's a toothbrush, I guess, the electronics one. Um, so far, we did not recognize any of the toothbrushes as um, a medical device. And maybe because uh, maybe I missed this point, we only focus on class two and class three medical devices. So class one is not mandatory to it's be listed or registered? Yes. It is not mandatory to register them. It's not mandatory to get the uh, importation um, approval for them, which is like uh, the international practice. Class one is a self-declared item. So with those uh, kind of uh, product, I believe then the licensing of commercial department uh, would be enough. They don't need a medical warehouses and stores, right? So they will um, be like... It, it depends, um, actually when they come and... Um, uh, registered with us, we put into consideration the scope. If mm -hmm. the scope requires storage, um, like temperatures, um, generators, or UPS, or whatever, it depends on the scope of the authorized representative. So uh, the class one uh, uh, do not require any listing or uh, registration? No, we, we're focusing now on class two and class three. Very if good. the applicant, if the manufacturer wants to register them, we, we do register them, but it is not mandatory. Okay. And what is the process of after having, as you said, we have an authorized representative, a kind of an agent or a distributor. What is the requirements or the process if we want to change the authorized representative or the distributor from one to another? Okay. If the products or the medical devices are registered, then they have to go through the variation um, of uh, registration, mm -hmm. uh, medical device registration. Um, if not yet, the authorized representative, the new authorized representative needs to provide an evidence and then we can also amend the previous authorized representative meeting. Uh, by an evidence, you mean a termination and appointment letter, I guess, yes. right? From a legal manufacturer from a legal manufacturer. Um, is there a timeline for this variation? It depends on the um, variation itself. If this variation... Yes, I'm talking about the representative, yes. Yes, as soon as possible. We didn't set a timeline for it, but as soon as possible, because it will also affect the importation. Yes, true. So, so um, um, thank you for all answering. I believe it is really a good... Uh, what about uh, the UEDI and medical devices for laboratory? 
um, this is another question we got. Uh, the UDI and labor laboratory requirements, is it listed? Is it registered? Required registration? How we shall go with that? Um, the, the lab kits. You're talking about IVD and laboratory? Yes. Okay, IVD and laboratory medical devices, they're actually treated like a medical device. Same thing. I, yes, with, with regards to UDI, the unique device identification, it's still not yet enforced. Uh, even on, on a GCC level, I think only Saudi, they're um, enforcing it. And mm -hmm. we're discussing this on a regular basis um, on our GCC meetings and how we can actually implement it in our countries. Okay, and one last question we say, uh, upon enforcing of, of the guidelines, is it applicable to import medical devices while the file is under revision or registration or variation? For sure, we will keep that into consideration. Like, um, as I said in the beginning of the, uh, the event, is that we put into consideration that our regulation should not be an obstacle to providing or making the device available in the market. Mm -hmm. um, our next question is, uh, what about the insect repellents? Are they considered as a medical devices? What is that, sorry? Insect repellent. Um, it depends. We have a classification criteria, a classification requirements. Mm. Um, some of the products can be recognized as a medical device. Others can be um, as a healthcare product. So it depends on the supportive document provided. Okay. Um, what about the spare part of a medical device? Is it uh, with the machine itself require registration? Do we need to have a separate registration and classification? How to go with that? The spare parts and accessories are not under our focus right now. Mm -hmm. We only register the main device. If it's like um, some cases, there, the accessories is actually can be bundled um, as a system with a device. We can. Um, recognize it and register it, but currently we're only focusing on the main device, not on the spare part or... Um, so if they want to import, they just mention in the invoice that this is a spare part, right? Yes, they have to clarify. And we've done a lot of um, proactive um, precautions to prevent uh, diverting application of spare parts to us, where we, in the HS code, the harmonized system code, uh, that is used by custom at the time of importation. We have actually created subcategories of these, uh, or subcoding of mm -hmm. these main uh, HS code where the system can actually recognize that this is a spare part based on the HS code and then it doesn't have to come for our approval. Okay. Um, what about um, our last question for today will be, uh, what about um, if the company is coming abroad from any other country and newly they would like to start marketing their product in Bahrain? So as, you, as we said earlier in our interview, uh, class one do not require registration, class two and three is focused. However, he needs to have a representative in the market and or a distributor or an agent that will help all the importation and everything. Is, if they have now a representative, is it mandatory for class one to do anything rather than to, to ship before shipping the product to the market? We're talking about class one. Yeah. yeah, for importation, it depends on the HS code. Okay, so some so HS some, codes yeah, needs to be approved. Code, like the coding of harmonized, like for the harmonized system is a bit tricky. Sometimes mm -hmm. we don't expect this um, class one to be under this HS code and then it comes 
under the CHS code. So only what they have to do is to actually justify that this is class one uh, medical device or choose the proper HS code. So before importing, we advise always to check the HS code with your uh, representative or importer, and then they will let you know what is the process exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Any other advices would you like to advise for people who are starting their new businesses in Bahrain? Always a pre-approval is mandatory. Since 2017 or 16, we've been telling um, on an ongoing basis, please first get a pre-approval because um, regulation change on a regular basis. If we don't change, that means we're not improving. Mm. So many, many times the device maybe can, was approved in 2017, but now it cannot be approved because of the requirements, because of the change of regulation. So first, make sure that the product is approved by NHRA by a pre-approval um, of importation or even register it to be in the safe side and then um, import or even market the product. Mm -hmm. uh, we have someone uh, uh, in our attendees today who's saying that there is only um, uh, one appointment for each company per month. Is that true? Yes, for what? For, for medical devices registration. Yes, we try to limit it because, uh, because of the huge amount of um, appointments. Uh, but can we, can we get more than one? Because I believe if a company just started and one each month, it will be... Uh, yeah, that's why we have outsourced this kind of service because we know the challenges, we know our um, limitation and the resources that we have. We've outsourced um, the registration review with mm -hmm. a company for a fast track. So Are we talking about uh, the same company who's doing the pharma as well in Farmal? No, um, it's Medspero. Medspero. Okay, so um, so if they are doing the review with the outsourcing, it will minimize and give them more uh, appointments or it will minimize the time of registration? It will minimize the time of registration and they can for sure apply more because they have enough um, resources to actually get more appointments. Okay. Um, thank you, Engineer Nada. It was a pleasure having you today in our platform and uh, see you soon, inshallah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, dear. Thank you.